Hello and welcome to Linux Reality. This is episode 62 and my name is Chess Griffin. In this episode, we're going to discuss music servers, something that a lot of people have asked me about, uh, something that I, I really don't have much experience in. I haven't ever really set up uh, a, at least streaming type music servers, uh, but I have over the last several weeks uh, tried out several different ones and uh, so that's what we're going to talk about this week. First though, I wanted to uh, wish everyone a happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. I was able to see my mother and spend some time with her. We actually, our families uh, met for dinner the night before, Saturday night, and uh, so that was real nice. But uh, uh, to any mothers who are listening, happy Mother's Day. A few days late, but hey. Uh, also, I wanted to, speaking of mothers, I wanted to give a quick shout-out and congratulations to Pat from the Linux Link Tech Show. He and his wife just had their second child, a son, and it sounds like everybody's doing well. I think he has another son as well. Uh, so he's got two boys, just like I do, and uh, <laughs> going from one child to two children is, it's sort of an exponential growth. Uh, it's like going from, you know, eight to 16 or something. It's, it's uh, or would that be right? I don't know. <laughs> uh, but the point is, it's, uh, it's a handful of going from, from one to two children. So I wish them the best of luck, and uh, kids are wonderful. I love mine, and uh, they, uh, <laughs> they, are, or they are a handful, but, but they're great. Uh, also, I wanted to send out a question to everybody or sort of put out a question. I've been uh, looking into uh, uh, setting up a VoIP account, a you know voice over IP account. Uh, it's not something for my home necessarily, but something that I want to use for the show. I'd like to have a way to uh, maybe conduct um, some interviews. And I've thought about Skype, you know, and I've thought about, I've looked at Gizmo and you know, there's issues with those. Uh, uh, Skype is just, you know, it's not very, it's not very open source friendly. I know they have a Linux client, but it's kind of restrictive. And uh, even though I know a lot of people use it, I've looked at Gizmo as well, and that looks pretty good. But it's also got some issues with the licensing and things. So I may just, uh, you know, maybe just pay for a cheap uh, VoIP provider where I can set up. A, I can either get a soft phone or something where I can do some recording of some, uh, you know. Uh, PC to PC calls or PC to landline calls. So anyway, my question is to folks, uh, people who are living in the U.S., I guess, if you've got any recommendations of good, solid, inexpensive, but dependable VoIP providers, uh, that'd be great. Obviously, I realize there's a fee involved with, with making, you know, calls to, you know, outbound calls. That's fine. Or voicemail or whatever. But, you know, I don't want anything that's really expensive. And I'd like to, some of them I've seen, I've been looking at some, and some of them I see, they have an, uh, an ability, sort of a built-in ability to record phone calls. So that would be pretty cool uh, because I, you know, I would want to use this for interviews. So basically I'm just looking for any thoughts that people have on that. Uh, you know, I'd like to be able to have a way to set up a conference call uh, with someone to maybe do an interview using either, a, you know, like a soft phone or, you know, a Kiga or some, you know, a software type SIP phone, something like that. I don't really have any experience in this area, so I'm, Maybe I, I, mean, I probably have got some of this stuff wrong. Maybe I can't do what I'm trying to do. But any thoughts people have, I would welcome them. So uh, that would be very cool. Please just send me an email to linuxreality at gmail.com. With that, let's talk about music servers. Okay, my thoughts about music servers, sort of the way I approached this was, and I've got this issue is that, you know, you've got, you've got a bunch of music on a hard drive somewhere and you want to be able to access it from more than one computer. That's sort of my initial starting point. Uh, so, you know, one way to set up a music server, so to speak, is to simply, you know, share that directory with Samba. 
uh, that's really that's historically what I have always done, and in fact, I still do. I have some music set up on my file server. It's a, it's an additional drive on my file server, and so I have you know one Samba share for all my regular data files and whatever, and I have another share set up for all my music, and so it's just a folder on the drive, and I've got my uh, slash Etsy slash fstab file set up to automatically mount my Samba shares whenever I boot my computer, which is pretty rare. I don't ever really reboot my computer, but when I, when I do, it it automatically mounts up, and so it's just a directory. You know, I have a mount point in my home folder uh, for music, and I just go in there with any kind of music client and just browse the directory and play music. So very simple and straightforward. It's just file sharing, and you can do that with SSHFS as well, uh, which is using Fuse, which is a, a user space file system format. It's kind of a new thing, but uh, it's very cool. It's basically a way to create file systems using different protocols like SSH. And you can use SSHFS if you want to mount your share over SSH, not over Samba. So it doesn't have to be a Samba server at all. Uh, you just have to have SSH access to the server where the, you know, where the hard drive is with the music. So those are two options, just kind of file, you know, sharing options. And for me, the Samba option has worked great for years. I've done it and multiple computers access it and it's just not a problem. But it's not a streaming thing or anything like that or, or any kind of auto magic, you know, uh, configuration. You still have to go into the file or, you know, if you're on a client computer somewhere else, you've got to, you know, access the drive. And if you've got Samba set up with authentication, you've got to log in and, you know, all that stuff. But I don't know. For me, that has worked out really well. So that's kind of what I've always relied on. But I wanted to look at some other options. And so I've got a few other options here. Some of them I explored more than others. Uh, the first option I didn't explore at all, and for reasons I'll talk about in a minute. But the first one is using IceCast or IceCast 2. And these are, I guess it's sort of like Shoutcast. It's a way you can sort of you know, you can set up a, a, a an IceCast server which will uh, stream your music out over your network, and you can then access it from other computers. On and if you put a hole through your firewall and do a port forwarding rule, you can access it from outside your network. You know, like from work or whatever. The reason why I didn't get into IceCast was well, a couple of reasons. One is it looked a little tricky to set up, although I have found some good how tos and. Uh, Dan Washko from the Linux Link Tech Show wrote a great article on uh, setting up an IceCast server. And it's a PDF. There's a PDF copy out there. And so I'll put a link to that. It was in a Linux magazine. I don't remember which one, but I'll put a link to his article because it was, it was great. And, uh, but, the, but, the, but the main issue I came up with was, at least with IceCast 2, they have removed MP3 support. Uh, as far as I could tell, That's, it looks like it will only stream AUGs. Now, I think there's some ways around it. You can use something else, uh, such as MPD, the music player daemon, uh, to serve up the music to the IceCast server, and, and MPD can run, can you know, play MP3s. And, and that may not be exactly right. So, but it looks like you, you can you know, get around that, but it looks like you know, sort of out of the box, IceCast 2, which is the current stable version of IceCast, only supports AUGs. I think the old IceCast, just regular IceCast, still supports MP3 uh, in addition to AUGs. Uh, so, and I think that's what Dan's article talks about was using regular IceCast. Uh, but it did look fairly tricky to set up, um, but a lot of people have done it, and it sounds like it works really well. But the, uh, these other things I discovered are really easy to configure and, and very simple and do the very, you know, very much the same thing. 
so that's where I'm going to focus most of my discussion on is on these alternatives to IceCast. Uh, the first one is uh, GNUMP3D. And maybe there's a way to say that GNU MP3D. I don't know, but I'll just say GNU MP3D. It is a, this is an amazing little piece of software. It's a, it is a streaming server. It plays MP3s and AUGs. It's very, very simple to set up and configure. Uh, if you, you know, basically you, you install GNU MP3D uh, with your package manager and there's packages available for, Ubuntu and Debian. I've got it set up on Debian. And in fact, there's a Microsoft Windows version as well. But you install that package and uh, then you configure uh, the, 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 con the configuration file, which is, in, I think by default, it's slash Etsy slash GNU MP3D slash GNU MP3D.conf. That's the configuration file. So what you would do is go in there and, you know, as always, back up that file, make a copy of it and then edit this file. And it's a very straightforward file. Uh, really, what you all, all that I really had to do in this file was I went down to a line that says root equals slash var slash music. That's the default location that it will look for uh, your music. And so it's slash var slash music. Now, what you, you, can, you can do two things here. You can either change that line and, and point it to your actual directory where your music is on the server. Uh, or what you could do, which is probably a better thing to do, is to, as root, go into var slash music and make a symlink to ln space dash s, and then the uh, the path to your uh, to where your music is, and then slash var slash music, and you know slash uh, my music, and you're you're basically creating a shortcut, you know, a symlink. Uh, between those two directories. So when it goes into slash var slash music, it will see a link to your actual home directory. And that's also how you can have multiple directories. You can just make multiple sim links in slash var slash music, and it will go in there and go through all the different directories and find all your music. Uh, you can also uh, change in this configuration file, you can change the port. The default port number for GNU MP3D is 8888. So you can change that to a different port if you want. And, uh, you know, there's a couple other configurations in there, but really, I mean, there's not much you need to do and you can just start, uh, the service and in, in uh, Debian based distributions, it's slash Etsy slash init period D slash GNU MP3 D and then start, stop or restart. And then you can go to uh, your web browser and type in, you know, the IP address of your server colon 8888, you know, so you're going to go to that port for that particular server and you'll see a web-based GUI and uh, it's very cool. You can browse the collection. You can create a playlist based on what's in there. You can do a random playlist. It'll do kind of a random selection. Uh, you can search for your music. You can look at, you know, stats, as, you know, based on what, you know, what's most popular and everything. And you can just, when you kind of navigate using this web-based uh, interface, you can just click when you eventually get to a song, you just click on it and it starts playing. Or if you make a playlist and you click play, it'll just start playing in your browser. Very cool. And if you want to use a, a, you know, a standalone application, then there's a trick to that. Because by default, GNU MP3D is basically a browser-based streaming service. It's kind of like going to a Shoutcast internet station or something, and you kind of stream it over the, your web browser. Same idea. 
But if you go into your web browser, there's usually a place where you can set the default applications that are used for uh, various file formats. And in Firefox, there's a couple different places for it. It's, it was kind of actually complicated to find. You had to go to an about colon config and look for, I think, for the um, line that, that where you can set the default application for .m3u files. Those are kind of like the streaming files. And you can change it to any audio application that you want. Uh, so, so when you click the link in the GNUMP3D web browser, it'll, rather than opening up mPlayer or Totem or whatever is your default media player within the browser, it'll open up your, you know, your external player, like, you know, Audacious or, uh, you know, Banshee or, you know, Amarok or whatever. So you can set it to, to play in, uh, in external programs. It's not, I mean, it's not really made for that, so you have to kind of tweak things in your web browser to get it to run a different program. But I have that set up for mine, and it and it opens up. Um, I think I use Audacious. I think that's right, or XMMS. I forget. But you can set it up to run one of those external players, and it will just then start streaming, and it's very cool. And it will just stream and play. And and uh, I, I was watching the CPU usage on my server. I was using the top command. And it really wasn't, you know, using it too bad. This server, it's a Pentium 3, 700 megahertz. It's an old computer, an old Dell server. It's, you know, a nine-year-old computer, and it acts as my file server and some other types of print server and stuff. And uh, But it just works great. So GNU MP3D, very simple to set up. It's a web-based, uh, you know, streaming music server. Uh, and there's a, several very good, easy walkthroughs on you know how to cons- configure this and get it set up that I'll put I'll put links to in the show notes. There's some for Ubuntu and I think I found one for Debian. I'm not sure, but there's some excellent excellent how tos. It's but it's really easy. Uh, so that's that's one. Another option, the second option that I spent uh, a lot of time with was uh, MT-DAAP. Now DAAP is a is a music server protocol that was created by Apple, I believe. And that's what iTunes uses. You know how iTunes on Windows and Mac is set up to sort of share the music with other iTunes clients that it finds on your network. Well, it uses this DAP uh, protocol. And there's a, a there's several different open source versions of this. And the most common one I found is called MT-DAP. And actually, it's now called the Firefly Media Server. So if you go to fireflymediaserver.org, they've renamed it um, They've renamed MT-DAAP to uh, Firefly Media Server, uh, and it also runs on Windows as well. But uh, it's it's a very simple installation, and it's and it's almost out of the box works. I mean, it it was so cool to configure. Basically, what I did was on my servers, I installed that package in in Debian, and uh, the configuration file is slash etsy slash mt-daapd.conf. And uh, really, I think the only thing I had to do in here was also configure the default location for where it looks for music. And uh, once I did that, I also did the Simlink thing, I, I believe, for my, because I have music in a couple different locations. And I restarted the server. I just did slash Etsy slash init period D slash MT, I think it's dash D-A-P-D, and then start, stop, or restart. And then all that you need to do is you need to use a player uh, that is DAP aware, you know, DAAP aware. And some of the players I tried in Linux, I used uh, Banshee and I used Rhythmbox. There was a Rhythmbox plugin for DAP. 
And once I did that, I didn't have to do anything else. I mean, it just, it found the music server automatically. And when I ran uh, Banshee or Rhythmbox, you'll see in the you know left-hand side, uh, it'll list your library and everything. But then it you know came up, you know it said MT-DAAP server or something, and I clicked on that, and there was all my music. And I just click on a song, and it starts playing. And it's unbelievably simple. Uh, it just, I mean, I didn't really have to do anything. Uh, the configuration file is very well you know commented for the things you do want to change. There are things you can change if you want. Uh, and, uh, but anyway, it really pretty much works out of the box. And then the other cool thing was, as I've mentioned before, we have a Mac here at home. And if so, of course it's got iTunes on it. So I went over to the Mac to see if the, you know, if this server showed up and it did, it just automatically showed up. It was in the left-hand column and it said MT dash DAP server. And you can change the name of the server if you want. That's just the default name. And I went, I clicked on it and it listed all the music and I just started playing it and it worked and I played it for several hours and I didn't have any sort of lag or hiccups or anything. Uh, just, it's very cool. It just worked. I didn't really have to do anything. There's a really nice, uh, article about DAP, uh, from linux.com and I'll put a link to that as well as to some other, you know, guides and quick start things. But I mean, you really didn't have to do much of anything. Uh, to get this thing working, it just it just really worked. the The line in the configuration file that you'll look for is MP3 underscore DIR. That's the line where you put the path to your music directory. And again, you can just point it to one place and put symlinks to as many different directories as you want, and it will just kind of recurse through the uh, through the directory and find all your music and show it. It was very fast. Uh, the thing with GNU MP3D was you had to run a command initially, and I don't remember what it is off the top of my head, for it to sort of create the database. And it would go through your collection, and it would create a database. And, you know, my my main collection that I've got has got maybe, I don't know, five, 6,000 songs, something like that. Maybe it's more, I forget. But uh, it took it took a few minutes, a minute or two, something like that. That was GNU MP3D. But MT-DAP... I mean, it was almost instantaneous. It, it took, it paused for maybe 10 seconds while it kind of loaded the music and it, it would show you some and it would keep loading, you know, more music as it was going through the directory with GNU MP3D. It didn't do anything. It seemed to almost hang until it created the database and then it showed you everything. And I think the way GNU MP3D works is it's set to it. I think it creates an, a cron job automatically to run every night at midnight or something to index your database. Uh, but MT-DAP just was really fast, and it worked really well, and it was very simple. Uh, now, another option, last option here is, which I, I've mentioned in the past, but I did not really explore too much for this because, frankly, uh, GNU MP3D and MT-DAP worked so well for me, and I'm using them now. I kind of go back and forth between the two that, I mean, I've, that's really all I need. Uh, but another one is MPD, the music player daemon. Uh, the neat thing about MPD is is there are console-based clients. Basically, you run MPD as the daemon, and you point it to your music, and you can create playlists. It's all done through just editing text files. Uh, it doesn't have a web-based front end or anything. And then you run an MPC, a music player client. And there's lots of different ones. There's, there's GUI-based ones for you know when you're using a desktop environment and there's also command line ones so if you're if you're not running x you can still access your music that's the nice thing about mpd uh and it and it works really well and you can also i think you can 
I'm pretty sure you can do it over the network. Actually, now that I think about it, I've never done it over the network, but uh, but it works really well. And as I said, I think you can use MPD to connect to IceCast if you want also. Uh, but GNU MP3D and uh, MT-DAP, very simple and easy to configure. I mean, I got them set up and running in under 10 minutes. Uh, the default configuration files, at least in Debian, and I think Ubuntu as well, uh, pretty much have you set up working out of the box. And uh, it's just very cool stuff. There's lots of great how-tos, and I'll put a bunch of links in the show notes for it so you can read all about how to do it. But I really don't think you should have any problems with it. So uh, good luck and have fun with that. And now we're going to get to some listener feedback. Okay, here are some emails. First one is from Chris from Oklahoma. Chris says, Jess, I want to thank you for creating a great podcast. With your help and instruction, I have my Ubuntu box uh, and AMD K6400 doing wonders. It runs as a web FTP file Samba and chat server. And with my trusty thumb drive with portable putty, I can remotely log in from any Windows machine via SSH and read my Gmail from anywhere using MUT, GetMail, and MSMTP chat on IRC with IRSSI, read newsgroup with SLRN, and receive podcasts with Podget. And with the power of cron, simple bash scripting, and screen, the automation and multitasking make the user experience easy and manageable, and mouse-free, I might add. I have been introduced to all of this by your podcast, and with the great Linux user base on the internet, I have been able to tackle any problem I come across. Keep up the fabulous work. I can't wait to take on a new project. Cheers, Chris. Thank you, Chris, and that is very cool. That I like to hear all that text-based stuff. That's fun. I love I love the text-based tools. I I use IRSSI as well for for IRC. It's great uh, console-based uh, chat client. Good stuff. And I've always loved MUT. Um, MUT is just my. It's just an all-time great email client. Unfortunately, I haven't been using it as much lately. I've been lazy, so I've been sticking with Thunderbird. But I just I really enjoy MUT very much. So thank you, Chris. Here's an email from Ian. Ian says, so I have played around with email servers on my own for, well, a while, more off than on, but it's been a year or so. I could never get FetchMail working and had pretty much given up. Listening to Linux Reality number 61 made me want to try again, so I listened to the podcast and typed commands as you told me to. I had to rewind a few times and did Google settings for getting Gmail accounts, but the podcast has just finished and I'm writing this in evolution connected to the IMAP server. Hey, cool. I did try to improvise and add squirrel mail, but it won't send email. I didn't set up the SMTP settings. Well, it gives me something to play with anyway. I still have only one email address set up so far. I own a couple domains, but I'll get to them later. I'm loving the way I can set up a folder in Evolution. Actually, simply drag the folders I had already set up locally over to the IMAP server. Then in squirrel mail, I can read through it. Anyway, thanks for the podcast and keep up the good work. Cheers, Ian. Thanks, Ian. I'm glad you got it working. And, uh, man, I got a ton of email from people uh, saying that how much they enjoyed that IMAP episode. Uh, I was kind of surprised. I knew it was really complicated, and I wasn't sure if that episode was really going to be very successful. Um, and, you know, there were a couple of people who said it was a little too complicated or whatever, but um, a lot of people said they got it set up and working really well. So I'm very glad to hear that. I'm it always means a lot to me when I hear from people after an episode saying, I got it set up the way you did. And <laughs> it makes me you know, feel good that I've at least explained it okay. So that was a very complicated one. Probably the most challenging subject that I've covered so far. So anyway, thanks, Ian. I'm glad you got it working. And you know, with this uh, new, uh, if, you, you know, if you're looking for something new to set up, do a music server. 
Here's an email from Jerry. Jerry says, I cannot begin to tell you how much I've learned from you in the past year and a half. I only use Windows at work and run Ubuntu, PC Linux OS, SUSE 10.2, and Fedora at home. My favorite is still Ubuntu, and I'm running Ubuntu 64 with Barrel. Keep up the good work. I don't think you are aware of how great of a positive impact you have on the Linux community. From Jerry. Thanks, Jerry. That's very nice. Uh, I'm glad that you're enjoying the podcast and that it's really helped you in the past year and a half. So that's that's very gratifying. Uh, last email here for this week is from Chris. Um, Chris says, I really enjoy your show. And he's Chris from California. I've learned a lot from listening. You are providing a valuable service to the new and intermediate Linux user. P.S. Uh, my wife and I, this is pretty cool. My wife and I live on a horse farm on the central California coast. We breed thoroughbred racehorses. It is foaling season now when the babies are born. In the foaling barn, we have three axis TCP IP cameras running Linux, and they connect to our home through a series of Linksys routers running the DDWRT firmware, and the image is displayed at home on my Ubuntu box running Firefox. That's how we keep an eye on the mares that are getting ready to have their foals. Hooray for open source software. That is so cool. I just think that's amazing that... Um, that is pretty neat that he's got it set up with these access TCP, you know, these IP LAN type cameras running Linux. And he goes through his Linksys WRT 54 G's with the DD WRT firmware. That's the firmware I use by the way. And he's, he can watch all these horses on his home uh, Ubuntu box in his web browser. That is just, that is so cool. And you're right. Hooray for open source software. It's just so cool what you can do with this stuff. And it's, it's a lot of fun. So thanks very much, Chris, and thanks to everybody else who sent me emails. Uh, I really appreciate it. So I think it's time to wrap it up for this week. Okay, everybody. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, music servers are fun, st fun things to play around with and, uh, you know, I think you've got a lot of different good options there and I've got some, I've really got some great links. So please do check out the links this week. And if you're interested in the ice cast, I rec really recommend Dan's article It was an excellent article, three or four pages, very informative. It's got all the configuration settings you need. And, uh, I heard him talk about it on the show. I remember last year and uh, I think he's done a lot of stuff with ice cast. So, uh, but you know, or you can try this GNU MP3D or, uh, MT dash DAP. I think the MT dash DAP is cool stuff. Because, I mean, it was basically configured out of the box. I didn't have to do anything. It shows up in iTunes. So if you've got iTunes on Windows or Macs, it'll just appear right there. And you can share all your music and listen to it from multiple clients. I had music going on three different computers at the same time, including the Mac and two different Linux machines, playing different music, different songs, and it was just perfect. It worked great. Very cool. Very cool stuff. So... Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening and for staying subscribed and participating in the forums. I got a lot of people asking for the for the new CD, the Volume 2 Archive CD, so that's great. Thank you for that. Uh, just send me an email to linuxreality at gmail.com if you're interested in the CD or the DVD. Or just send me email uh, feedback to that same email address, linuxreality at gmail.com. You can also call the listener hotline, 206-338-6359. And you can use the web-based audio recording software if you don't want to make a long-distance call. Uh, the link to the audio service is on the uh, uh, Linux Reality homepage under Listener Hotline. You'll see that there. So, thanks everyone. Have a great week and a great weekend. I'll catch you all next time. This has been Episode 62 of Linux Reality. See you later. Bye-bye.